0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 582 with guest Shane Dyer, recorded on August 17th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. And today, maybe outside of your home, News, reviews, product updates, and conversation—all for the average tech guy. I'm your host Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Although heat warnings for for Saturday, Shane. Maybe you'll have something to say about that as we think about lawns surviving these hot, hot days. But of course, we'll post the show, and I'll have a few tonight. Some some uh, links for you to follow out at the Average Big thanks to Jay who Joined us last week. Caught up with Jay a little bit. Always good to have him on. Uh, Jay, thanks for coming on, and a big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to join the Patreon team, if you're finding value in the podcast and you want to give back, join our Patreon team, theaverageguy.tv. I uh, introduced him here just very briefly, but Shane Dyer has uh, opted from, uh, from, oh, he is from, I should know this, Ira Green. And Shane's coming in from the West Coast. Shane, thanks for coming on tonight. Great to have you.
1: Oh, man, such a pleasure.
0: Ira Green. Tell us a little, well, let's, before we dig into that, mm-hmm. let's get to know you a little bit. I know there may be a serial entrepreneurial story here uh, for you to tell too, but give us a little bit of your background. How'd you get to where you're at today?
1: Wow. So i I think I've been a, a geek kind of all my life, you know, playing around and cutting up computer cases uh, since high school. Um, and then I really fell in love with, some of these new ideas back at, back in the in the a, old ages before there was a term called IOT mm-hmm. with making little things uh, talk to the internet. Um, so I was one of per, ter, uh, Professor Teresa Meng's students at Stanford studying electrical mm. engineering and computer science and putting some of the first, doing some of the reverse work on sort of like distributed wireless networks and then mm-hmm. figuring out what it meant when something that wasn't really looked like a computer could talk to the internet, which was just kind of booming at that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of innovation came out of that. That not that just that class, but those classes, that area. I grew up in the Bay Area. I was a. Sure. Uh, I left in in the middle '80s. I think I we thought it was booming, and there was a lot of cool stuff. From my dad was an IBMer, so I I spent yeah. a lot of time in, in that space. I left, uh, moved overseas, came back just three years later. Uh, As some amazing stuff came out of that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Ira Green and the company that you co-founded and CEO of now. Give us a little background on that.
1: Well, I uh, you know the previous company I started was one that worked on like internet-connected things. So if you've ever had one of those, those garage doors from like Chamberlain that you can open with your phone, I'm sure a lot yeah. of your customers have those. We were the company behind that and Whirlpool's smart-connected devices and about 60 different early IoT devices we basically did the embedded system software for and then ran the cloud services for. So we sold that company in 2017 and there were two things that I knew, which was I wanted to work on one great product mm. instead of a platform with yeah. lots of them on there. And then I also really knew I wanted to do something that was amazing for the customers, but also like sort of game changing for uh, for like, you know, how light we are on, uh, you know, on our planet. I have two kids out here and I'm in California and it wasn't clear we'd have water
0: yeah yeah you yeah, guys been, just like, yeah. what
1: was it you know I wasn't sure what they're gonna be drinking by the time they're growing up my age so yeah uh, now
0: today I mean you had a good winter and so yeah. today maybe the water conversation in California mm. has toned down just a little bit but yeah I, I remember develop.
1: I think we need like four more of those
0: before we catch. yeah but it. yeah. 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 it's funny how fast that changes things right mm-hmm. I mean how, how you get a little bit of rain and you got mm-hmm. a lot of rain mm-hmm. uh down in southern california where it was particularly bad i mean they yeah. they they got enough but it is still we still we have water issues we're going to have water issues using water uh, wisely is mm-hmm. i just going to become more you know getting it in this case we're getting we're talking about irrigation right water yeah. irrigation i listen i go on morning every morning i go for a walk i leave the house at 6:20 i get back at 7:20 i walk through the neighborhood and in the summer I bet there's three or four houses that are re- literally watering the street, right? The yeah. water is running down the street. And I, I don't know about you, but I mean, my water's not free. Yeah, you, no. You know, and no. I, I have to, and I, I kind of wonder like, and I'm a kind of a cheapskate. Like I'm one of those guys who hand waters his lawn just in the right spot. So I'm yeah. not kind of wasting it. When I saw what you guys were doing, I thought, Ooh, this is a nice fit. Cause I'm kind of a cheapskate on the water side anyways. But yeah.
1: Well my partner, my partner Gary is an inkjet printer inventor. And, <laughs> and if you know about inkjet printers, it's about putting liquids in very, very yeah. precise places so you yeah. can create these beautiful documents and pictures. Yeah. And so when you're an inkjet printer inventor and you walk down the sidewalk like you did, and you see the, you know, the driveway being sprayed and the and the sidewalk being sprayed and 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 probably a little bit more more geeky, but if you actually look at what's happening on the lawn, all those different arcs from those sprinklers are overlapping, and they're kind of like stacking up water so there's way more water in one part of the lawn, so you got like a swampy spot. and then just a little bit of water in some other parts where you got like a dry yellow spot. And if you're an inkjet printer, it just drives you crazy. <laughs> And, you know, it becomes one of those problems you just have to solve. So before I even joined ERA Green, Gary was working on this problem and basically creating a printer for water. So instead of like spraying it out, it's actually, you know, has 14 individual printing ports and it's printing that water out across the lawn. So it's putting water exactly where you want it in a perfectly even distribution. It's just amazing.
0: How do you when you think about this? It, we're and we're showing this may be a good one if you're listening to just the audio. This may be a good one to come over. We're gonna show some pictures on YouTube. Go um YouTube.com slash Jim Collison and you can watch the video over there. But how do you like as we think about this technology that we're seeing now, which is it's mm-hmm. You've kind of, I'm assuming you're mapping the lawn. We'll talk about that here in just a little second. But how does one get to the point where you've got to train this thing where all the grass is, so to speak? And I'm assuming it waters more than just the grass. You can water your shrubs and trees with
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the difference about this, and as you can see it, is you just get this, instead of having those mechanical sprinkler heads all around the edge of your yard that kind of do their best to spray in but spray the sidewalk and everything, you just have one little sprinkler head right in the middle of your lawn and it's a digital sprinkler head. So it's kind of like having this little Bellagio fountain that's right in the middle of your lawn and it pops up and then it basically traces exactly the contours of your landscaping. And the way you set it up is there's just an app on your phone where you literally pop the sprinkler up and then you can kind of drag these points around. And as you drag the point on your screen, the sprinkler is actually spraying following that point in real time. And you end up just, you know, really easily setting up this little dot to dot pattern. So if you know uh, you wanted to water a star, you could water a star. If you have a weird curve around your shrubbery, it'll you water that weird curve around your shrubbery. It's super easy. It's like a little video game.
0: Mm, yeah. Does it give me the ability to also control the amount of water that I deliver to a particular spot? I've got a I've got some in my front lawn, I've got some drier spots than in some places than others. Where it needs, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, the way the water is controlled is that it actually, this is really cool, but there's actually a server that we have up there that collects all this weather data, like how hot it was, Uh how much wind there was, how humid it was, whether there was cloud cover, how much it rained. And it does this big calculation around the scientific term is called evaporotranspiration. But what that basically means is how much water left your soil. And then we put exactly the right amount of water that that particular spot in your yard needs to get it completely covered, so it stays green. It's just yeah, it's amazing.
0: And that math, not done with sensors. It's we had yeah. Gavin Campbell on the show a couple weeks ago. He's an mm-hmm. Unraid uh, home a uh, home assistant guy, and he he's actually gone to putting a few sensors around his yard to kind of yeah. measure. Okay, this needs more moisture than that, and then sets the yeah. sprinklers. You know, there's a there's a whole host of of manifolds, you know, smart manifolds now that help with this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But this really is a single. This is really a single sprinkler that covers a certain square footage, right? And then, correct. You're saying you kind of train it, you you train it to land in other areas, and then it also is keeping track of weather data.
1: That's correct. And and the nice part about the internet weather data is you can also get future weather, so you can mm-hmm. kind of sit there and say, okay, it's going to rain tomorrow or the day after. And so I'm going to wait to water to see how much I can pick up from the weather. So I don't have to pay for that water if it's going to come from the sky. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it can be smart, not on just in terms of what's happened and how dry the soil is now, but also what's going to happen and how can we, you know, kind of play some chess here so that you have to have the lowest possible water bill.
0: Yeah. This, so when we think of states like California, I'm sure water is really, really expensive. I am Mm -hmm. sure when we think of from a a installation and cost of the equipment standpoint, there's a pretty quick turnaround from an ROI perspective. I'm here in the Midwest. Is Mm -hmm. that a little tougher of a sell? When we think of, we, we just don't, the weather, the water, the water, it's getting more expensive to be honest. Yeah, still yeah. not like the West coast.
1: You know, the funny thing is California is not even our biggest market. It's mm. really like Texas and Colorado and all these uh, other places where the yeah. water rates, you know, they're not as high as California, but they've come yeah. up so quickly
0: yeah
1: and people are looking at like, Oh my gosh, I'm paying $150 or $200 a month for my summer watering to keep my lawn mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. um And you know, as soon as it gets to like be a bigger yard, like a seven zone yard, something like that, which is kind of like a decently sized suburb, you know, you know, home in somewhere like Texas, um, the cost for installing this is exactly the same as a regular system. But this is something that could save you, you know, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars per year off your water bill. Mm. So mm. in that case, you'd be kind of financially insane to put in a regular mechanical irrigation system. Now. The real reason a lot of people do it, though, isn't just for the water savings. The real reason is like this, because it precisely waters your yawn, you just get greener grass. You don't have those wet spots and those dry spots that everybody fights to try to grow that really great, you know, kind of lawn of your dreams. And I think that's the primary reason why most people put it in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When, when you, when, you know, you think of a single, so I've got a single head that's covering a certain set of square footage. Let, let me, I can ask this question. Let me get to it from chat. He says, what about across sidewalks? So if I'm thinking about a zone and I've got a sidewalk going through that zone, is there a ways to account for that? Can you shut a sprinkler off as it goes over that? How do you account for that?
1: The really cool part about a sidewalk is if you think about those, like we call them like vanity strips, which are mm-hmm. those big strips on the outside. If you have to do that with like regular sprinklers, you have to put sprinklers in about every four feet. So if you had like a 60 foot by five foot vanity strip, you would actually need, you know, somewhere in the order of like 15 sprinkler heads to cover that one place. But you could do that exact same watering with just one eargreen head. So one eargreen head would water the same amount that you'd have to have 15 regular sprinkler heads for. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, yeah. for, for covering those weird shapes, anytime you've got one of those weird shapes, Um, You know, this, this technology really shines.
0: I've seen similar products, maybe like on Facebook, as I've been looking around, and it seems like they were all units that were above ground Mm -hmm. and they were out doing something similar. They were shooting water out, you know, delivering water exactly to where, um, and and it seemed like they were external units. Um, are those competitors? Am, am I remembering? Not, not really. Right? I mean, or there are that some
1: smaller things that, like, water pots or water okay. very small on areas. Okay. But if you have any decently sized landscaping, you really need to have like an installed system, like okay. something that you just drag hoses for. Probably isn't the right thing. Um, so, so having, you know, you know, if you've got a certain amount of grass, hat, you know, having something that's permanently installed that you can water these things for you, you kind of create this really easy. You know, you put one of these heads in so easy to install. Like most people, like a lot of our people do it DIY. Mm-hmm. Um, so put it in themselves or if you need to hire a contractor, you can too. And then you get this kind of fire and forget irrigation system. That's gonna, that's gonna save you a lot of money and, and grow your early green grass.
0: Would, if I did DIY, would I need to hire a plumber to put, cause I don't have irrigation today. Mm-hmm. Would I have to hire a plumber maybe to do the, manifold piece to to supply the water to the outside and
1: there's no manifolds or valves for the system so all the valves are in the head so it's much much simpler so instead of having like 40 heads and valves and manifolds you'll just basically have one pipe that connects everything Mm. now if you don't have like a backflow you might have to hire a a plumber to basically create your point of connection for you to put that in but that's just kind of a simple project from there and then from there it's just pvc or poly or whatever you want to use to go out to your yard and so it's about 80% less digging and trenching and plastic pipe. So if you think about it, like, first of all, if you're a DIY job, I don't want to dig that much, right? <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather dig 80% less if I'm going to put something in my yard. Yeah. And then the other part is just so much less to maintain, like 80% less pipe, that's less things to break and crack and leak um, instead of having a subway under your yard. So it's, you know, we find that we've really nailed that DIY niche for sure. And then we also have some people that'll just say, okay, that's not my deal. So I'm going to go hire a contractor. And if you decide to do that, your landscape contractor that you already talked to, or, you know, that already you already work with, it's really easy for us just to give them the instructions to put it in for you.
0: I have, I'd be the perfect uh, candidate for a single head, the front Mm -hmm. lawn, uh, by the way, you can go out to their site, Irrigreen, I-R-R-I-G-R-E-E-N, just like it sounds, dot com. Um, and you have a mapping. You can actually it's a see you, your yard. Click on it. It'll drill you in. And you can put your address in. And it'll show you from from the sky what it is. I have this nice square yard out front that fits your, your dimensions really nicely. I get away with one. The nice. backyard, the backyard is, we've been, we're doing some work on it, and I just, it's, more shady and it doesn't actually need the water to be honest yeah so the front would be great Mm -hmm. um uh is it worth it for a one head you know we're so used to irrigation systems that are you know 15 head sprinklers is it still worth it if i just have one sprinkler to put in
1: yeah we actually sell a lot of those one head systems um so it's you know it's a little more expensive because you have to buy the controller too for that Um, but remember that same controller can control all, if you have like drip zones or valve zones, it's compatible with backward compatible with all that technology. So you Mm. can plug in all, you know, if you've got an area like, Hey, my garden, I've got drip in there and I don't want to change it. Great. You can just plug those drip line controls, you know, those, uh, those controls for the valve for the drip line right into this controller. Mm. Um, and you know, I mean, for a lot of it is like, instead of having like, you know, 15 heads now you just have one. Yeah right yeah. to take care of which yeah. is just much nicer and it's also it's in the center of the yard rather than on the edges where it gets run over or gets hit by string trimmers <laughs> yeah i mean we've all had that experience where you know yeah. spring comes you turn on the irrigation system and you're like oh there's always like you know you know uh you know that handful of heads that sprang in the wrong direction has to be replaced
0: dig them so up re- yeah, replace them you get dirt into the system. What about here in the Midwest? You know, we experience very, very cold, mm-hmm. very cold winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does this hold up? It's only you know, it's less heads, but how does it hold up with that the the printer technology? And the, yeah,
1: well, and the good news is the printer technology was largely developed in 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 the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So all the first mm-hmm. installs were were in one of the coldest places in the U.S. <laughs> lower forty eight. Uh, and a lot of our testing goes through, you know, really, really cold temperatures on this. There's actually a sensor in the thing. So if it's, so if it's below freezing, it won't run to make sure it doesn't damage it. Ah, okay. Um, and also tested in really, really hot climates. You know, we have this thing in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, on, on, in people's houses there as well. And additionally, like, you know, when we, when we manufacture these, we obviously go through this accelerated lifetime testing in these large, you know, envelopes. So we've really done our best to make it kind of battle tested.
0: Ken, let me get to a couple of comments from chat. Yeah. Uh, Ken had said, "Unfortunately, I have a big tree that's uh, twenty by five in the vanity strip, mm-hmm. so central location is out." Yeah. When if you got in situations, you're kind of thinking about, well, okay, so central, there may be something blocking that. Yeah. Does that move? Can you move to a dual? And is it the same thing as far as efficiency at that point? Yeah, there's,
1: there's a really, yes, the efficiency is exactly the same. So you'll save as much water if you need to use two heads, but there's a really, really cool tool on the Irrigreen website. So if you go to www.irrigreen.com, there's like a, your yard and you can put in your address there and then you can pull up your property and you can actually like do a little dotted line, like trace the areas that you want to irrigate. And it also gives you the ability, it's like, do you have a tree? And so you can put an obstacle in too. And then you can drag these like digital heads over and it'll actually show you where they spray. So you can figure out exactly how many of them you need and what you do need to do if you have any obstacles to make sure you've got both sides covered. So it really helps you set up and go, okay, I've got this tree in the middle, so I need one head on one side and the other head on the other side, and that's all I need. So it's it's a really kind of fun way to see. But the coolest part is it actually goes back to three years of weather data for your particular location, your latitude Mm. and your longitude to figure out how much water you'd have to use to keep to keep grass alive in that. And therefore, how much water you'd save with a with a digital system like Airgreen versus a regular mechanical system. Mm. So you can look it up on your water bill and you can quickly kind of see what what your what your savings would be.
0: Yeah. And I've always, uh, I've kind of gone the, uh, the tough guy method, which is, mm-hmm. you know, some irrigation. And then as soon as it gets too hot, I let the lawn go dormant. I, yeah. You know, for for me, that works. We yeah. have uh, Zoysa out front, which mm-hmm. is very, very, she's done really, really well here in Nebraska with the, mm-hmm. with the hot, humid summers. The back, mm-hmm. Kentucky bluegrass in the back, that works great in the, with the shade sun mix. Yeah. Had some trees taken down this last year and the lawn's doing really well back there. Now that's getting a little bit more sun. But um, we had a super dry spring, and then it has not stopped raining since the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Would the system know, so for me at this point, with the constant, we've been getting rain every couple days. Would it Mm -hmm. just stop working at that point? Would it just, for the most part, shut off and and not water again until it needed it?
1: So what it will do is basically start adding that rain, as those inches of rain, as additional irrigation inches. Mm. And then okay. as it comes up to a watering, let's say you've set it up to water Monday, Wednesday, Friday. As it comes up to that Monday, it'll look at it and go, nope, I've got enough rain so far, so I'm just not going to turn on today. Yeah. And it'll basically wait until there's a deficit, an irrigation deficit that okay. built, that's built up. Okay. Check in the future to see if there's any rain coming it can kind of take advantage of, but there isn't, then it'll put that yeah. much water down. Yeah. So it's really intelligent that way. Yeah.
0: Some In some spaces or in some places, uh, folks water their lawns in really hot periods, you know, the water in the morning, say, Mm -hmm. say they, they go the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is really common, right? But then if it gets really, really hot, they're going to give it a quick spray in the afternoon to kind of cool down the grass during periods where it might be 95 to 105. Is something like that, would I have to specify if I wanted to do a grass cool-down routine in the afternoon just to splash it? Is that something I can schedule or specify? Would it do it on its own?
1: You have up to four schedules in an ear green system. So if you want to put that little afternoon splash in just to kind of cool down the house a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can just have that, you know, just yeah. get a little on in the afternoon to sort of take the edge off. Yeah. Um, yeah and, the, and, the, and if it's really yeah. hot out, the grass will like it too.
0: Yeah, the grass is just dying. It's like, yeah. <laughs> help me out. Although with, with, it's been crazy since, you know, the 4th of July, we've had all this rain. The zoysia out front, I mean, it looks like, it, I look, it looks like Florida in my house right now. <laughs> Which is, this, for us, this time of the year is very, very unusual. Like, usually we're dying. Everything's, you know, it's, it's August. It's Nebraska. It's hot, right? But we've, we've been, we've been kind of fortunate. How about, as we think about, we also spend time talking, well, maybe not we, but I spend time talking about robot vacuum, or uh, lawnmowers, Mm -hmm. right? Is this something that I could, is there any integration to pair together to say, Hey, look, the sprinklers on. Don't run the lawnmower. Or have you have you have you come yeah, across any of those situations?
1: Yeah, we're starting to create those integrations now because we have a lot of people that have smart homes. Yeah. Um, so if there's somebody out there that's not got a smart home and they're interested in aerogreen, we'd really love to work with you. Um, to figure out where the integration points are. But there's some great tools like IFTTT and things like that as well to kind of create some really interesting integrations between different smart home devices. Yeah, And um, that's an area that, you know, I mean, a last company we kind of grew up in. I think we did like five or six integrations for every company we did, so it worked with. So, uh, so it's something I'm very familiar with, but I'm always interested in like really cool customer use cases for this. Because I think, you know, I mean, a lot of the joy people get is like, my home is really smart you know, um, you know, I have my ring doorbell, you know, I've, I've really invested in, 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 in making this, you know, an intelligent space. And then as soon as I go outside, there haven't been many, very many options for thinking about how that's more sophisticated. It's really, if you look at traditional irrigation technology, it's really similar to the way it's been done for like 20, 25 years. Yeah. And so, you know, making that jump to digital where, Instead of springs and gizmos, you know, you're actually using software to put the water in the right place and use this app on your phone to really tell it exactly what you want it to do. It's, you know, it's, it's not only like, you know, much more efficient for you, but it's also like, you know, you have a barbecue and you bring somebody over and they're just amazed at what's happening in your yard. Like it's really, you know, it feels like the, you know, feels like, you know, what the future should be. You know, we don't have carburetors on our car anymore. You know, fuel is too expensive and precious a liquid. And in the same way, I think don't think we're going to have mechanical sprinkler heads anymore either. It's mm. just water's going to be too expensive and too precious. Yeah. We're really going to start using software instead of, you know, springs and gizmos to make sure we get it in the right place.
0: Uh, w- I'm starting to see a uh, a drive back to well. Hold on, before I say that, we're looking at the head right now mm-hmm. uh, again on the on the screen. If you want to catch our video it's as i as i'm looking at it it's got multiple size different size holes in the head here i'm assuming that's it's kind of picking up both distance and direction and where it needs to go and what it needs to do is that is yeah, that kind of how is, this is, is engineered this is
1: real brilliant so like i like i got to credit gary for this his inkjet printing background but there's 14 individual printer ports and they're all different sizes cuz basically you know, there's very small ones that are going to water right around the head. So you don't need to have another sprinkler head sprayed at the sprinkler head. It's going to cover all the area all the way up to it. And then you have, you know, larger ones at the very end that are throwing like 30, 35 feet that are putting the water down at the very edge um, that it's spraying to. Um, And if you actually watch the head, it's really, it's really cool. Like as it comes in close to like spray in close, you'll actually see the head speed up. And then as it sprays further away, you'll see the head slow down. And all of that is the computer algorithm basically to make sure there's a completely even layer of water across that entire area mm. that you're watering.
0: You're saying it's physics is what you're oh, saying. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. It's and, a, cool. and a
1: little art and poetry. It's also just fun to see these things like tracing around, you know, tracing, you know, tracing these shapes around your yard. Yeah, especially I, in that sort of you know morning sunlight,
0: I might get stuck out there on my walk, just standing there watching this thing. You know, yeah, we get that, that a lot. Take off, <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. could be a little addicting. Mm-hmm. We're we are seeing a movement uh, kind of across the country to do less lawn and more mm-hmm. uh, more water tolerant plants, more yeah. more rock, maybe like rock gardens or or yeah. rock gardens supported by the, some of those kinds of things. I'm assuming I could I could retro, I don't have to necessarily have an acre of lawn or a perfectly flat green lawn. I'm on a hill. is that a does it take into it? I'm, I'm asking two questions at once, but let me yeah. let me ask the the hill question. I'm yeah. on a pretty steep hill going down. Yeah. Does it take that all into account when it's
1: yeah, watering? the really brilliant there? thing about the head on the hill is that it basically goes around once and puts the water down. And then it takes about five minutes to come back around again and put the other piece. So it lets the water that's put down Mm. soak into that space before it comes back. Unlike a regular sprinkler system, which just drops the water, the soil fills up, and then the water runs down the hill and you get a dry spot on top and a wet spot on the bottom. It's kind of got this built in cycle and soak. So it just puts down a, a small layer of water and then waits for that to be absorbed in the ground before it puts the next one down. So it's really, I mean, it's a really great, you know, we're seeing a lot of people choose this, especially when they have hilly areas. Now, the other question about it was, well, you know, are we getting smaller lawns? And I think that's a good trend. I mean, we're starting to see that. Now, the problem is, as these lawns get smaller, they become really weird shapes. You know, they're next to the pool and they become these little oblong areas and they're really hard to irrigate, you know, effectively. So that's where, you know, Erogreen does really well on, you know, we're kind of the master of weird shapes because of that software programmability for where it's going to spray. But you can't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of these, you know, places like L.A. where, you know, they've kind of paved the entire area and, and removed the plants that were natively there. And so what that creates is if you don't have green plants and a cactus in many cases won't do it, then you create these heat islands where the local climate change is, you know, up to, you know, like two to five degrees hotter than it would normally be. So we have to have these plants around us in order to have these places be livable. It's just we have to water them far more intelligently.
0: So does a system like this allow me, if I have, if I need to do some spot watering, in other words, instead of watering a lawn, I'm watering a shrub. Mm -hmm. Can I, does it take an account for shrubs and shoot it over there and come back and shoot it over there again? Is that possible? Yeah.
1: What we usually see is usually it's a lawn area in front and then there'll be different shrubs around. So when you program your pattern, you can basically just spike it out to the shrubs. And depending on how much water you want on those shrubs, you can make the spikes different widths depending on how much water that particular shrub needs. Cause they generally, the shrubs need less water than the lawn. Yeah. So that's usually how that's controlled. Okay.
0: Yeah. I've, I don't. That's my front where I would put something like this. And let me yeah. show just really quick. We'll bring this up. This this may maybe may some other things that you want to. Um, so this is looking down at my house as it as it's here in in Bellevue. Oh, nice. And you, this you, is
1: you found your lawn print.
0: I did. I did. <laughs> I, I did. This is the front. This is the front here, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming then I can take this and start. Uh, I just start clicking on it, right, and yep. it's gonna build for me this. And I know there's a tree, but that tree is actually in the neighbor's yard
1: uh-huh. and it just
0: hangs over my yard. Got so it. I could go up here and then come here. I've got a sidewalk like that. So my, my lawn looks a little bit like the picture you, you have. have i have to
1: connect it to that last dot there. Up so
0: here, Do I need to get it in yeah, the last? That last
1: dot? There you
0: go. Right there. Does that uh, work? No. no
1: click, click Click, click, click your first dot. There you go. Right there. There you go. Perfect.
0: So I've got that. So that's my, that's my lawn area. Yeah. And then we'll do the next step. And it says, do you have any trees or objects in your yard? I'm going to say no, because I don't. And then I'm assuming, okay, so step four, add, add your heads. Yeah. And I'm, do I just, Ooh.
1: So click on that. Click here to add a sprinkler head right there. That That's button on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And then you can just drag oh. that guy right over.
0: Okay. So this I is wanna... the
1: fun part. So as she's dragging it over, it's basically showing him that he can water the entire area with just one head.
0: So I'm going to drop that in there and say, yeah. "Click here to no, click it. No, I'm done. I don't. Yeah. It's just the front yard that I'm talking yeah. about. And then it's going to go through and say your water savings. Yeah, so, so by your
1: place in Nebraska, it would save about 25, almost 26,000 gallons of water.
0: Now, I don't irrigate today, but mm-hmm. th- what you're saying in this is compared to traditional irrigation systems. Correct, would Correct you
1: mechanical irrigation
0: system. Right, right. And yeah. so in theory, if I was doing that, uh, mm-hmm. you're calculating based on the water costs here about $2,000. Oh no! Know this know that, is the system. Cost. Know,
1: that would be the cost for the system. So you'd okay. have to look at your water bill and how many gal- how much that that many number of gallons would cost okay. you. And if you have like okay. a tiered water bill, you're kind of looking at that tier three rate because usually you're in tier three if you're if you're uh, watering out, you know, if you're doing a lot of watering outside.
0: So the system cost includes everything I need to do yep. to get to attach the water to get supply to to take it out to the location. And to set it up, this is assuming a DIY. This is if I did it.
1: This so seems a DIY. That's right. So you would get a controller, you'd get the head, you'd get uh the the basically the cable that goes from the head, and you put it in the same trench as the and same trench as the as the head itself, and connect back to the controller there. And then if you wanted to add another head, you know it's like, you know it's like two hundred and you know about two hundred and eighty dollars to add another head if you wanted to do like the backyard. Mm hmm. So once you've got the controller set up, it's pretty, it's pretty affordable to do other zones. Yeah. And remember, yeah. one of these heads replaces like, you know, eight to 10 regular mechanical heads.
0: My, my backyard now it's covered in trees in yeah. this picture. It's a little unfortunate that I wish I had the winter version of this because yeah. the, the leaves are gone. But for me, uh, if I were going to put a second head in, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming what I need to trench from the front. To the back to do this? Not necessarily, or, because my
1: guess okay. is you probably have like a hose, like a hose bib, like a. a, a yeah,
0: a I have. Tube. I do have water supply in the back. Yeah, yeah, so you
1: could just go straight from that water supply, so you don't have to trench from the front and the back.
0: Would I need another controller? Or would it be another? No, nope, you could just you okay.
1: could just bring the cable right along the side of the house or something like that oh, back to where you. you put the controller on that. Okay. But you can have two different points of connection for the gotcha. water. Just, gotcha. to, just, and that a lot of times most most systems do just because it's it saves on saves on trenching.
0: Yeah. Well, so if, for me, if I'm thinking about, uh, let's just say it's $2,000 to put yeah. the first sprinkler in and another yeah. 250 to put the second sprinkler in. Yeah. Well, okay. So now all of a sudden I th- start thinking maybe I'd do a smart one in the back too. Yeah, there you go. If it's going to be, I mean, if it's going to get me another sprinkler head and I'm going to get another option back there.
1: And, you know, the great thing about your back is when you put it in, it's going to ask you some questions about, you know, what are you kind of grass you growing? You say, okay, I'm blowing bluegrass back here, like a cool weather grass. And it's also going to say, how much shade do you get? And you say, well, I've got all these trees. I get a lot of shade in the back. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll put that in and it will basically really decrease the water that goes out to that backyard because it doesn't have the full sun like the front yard so it's pretty intelligent in terms of yeah. making sure you're getting exactly the right amount of water on
0: it's it's a seemingly tough sell for a guy like me who hasn 't had irrigation to begin with a little bit easier if i'm if i've had irrigation in the past um, but if i don't have it what's the, what's the good it, you know i'm thinking about putting something like this in it's only an expense for me right it's only i i kind of think like okay. Well, this is just a, I, I, I mean, I haven't been watering before. What, what do you say to me for, for a guy who's hasn't, hasn't d- didn't have an irrigation system to begin with, but maybe he's well, thinking about wanting to water his lawn better.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, the first one is like, you know, this is hopefully gets you on the path to sort of growing that lawn of your dreams. You know, <laughs> it's kind of the, you know, a lot of the motivation is I want to have the very best lawn. You know, I really want to have these plants be well taken care of and, you know, I think the thing that you'll get with this that you don't get with the hose is just so much more precision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Also, you know, our time is worth a lot. So dragging hoses around and getting it set up and there's always a lot of oops. I know when I did it, like I'd always like put the sprinkler on and then I'd start watching something or football game would come on TV and I wouldn't shut it off. And before I knew it, I'd sort of like flooded the side of the house. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So just having that like completely, it's got it fire and forget. I can pull up my app. I can make sure it watered and see how many gallons it put down. And also like the fact that it's going to do it just perfectly means I'm going to save a lot of money on water. So over time, you know, five, six years, you know, my, my initial investment is most likely and almost, you know, many, many areas of the country has already paid off.
0: Mm -hmm. If I, if I've got some. If I, this is, this is a more of a personal question for me only, but I've got some planters that sit just outside the lawn, like on the patio. Yeah. If I shoot them just right, is it possible yeah. I could shoot Water them away in the, <laughs> shoot into the planter? Yeah. See, I would mess around with that head. I yeah. would definitely, I'd be out there for a couple of days. The other
1: thing is, out. you know, if you've got the kids over or something else like that, especially if they can't see you're in the house with your, with your smartphone, you have the best robotic super soaker in the entire neighborhood.
0: Just turn it on and soak them down. So,
1: yeah, yeah. When your sister is back there sunbathing.
0: Yeah. Oops. That's right. So, sorry true. that came no, it's on.
1: A, it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> uh, Kevin asked this. Oh, by the way, he, Kevin had said, when you mentioned Minnesota, he said, you betcha. Minnesota, <laughs> right? A little bit earlier. Yeah, I uh, He said, can it be programmed for different areas? Like my garden is next to my lawn, but the water needs would be different. So if I want to, if I've got the right space and maybe I've got lawn in between that and a vegetable garden or a flower, flower bed, can I, can I separate those zones out yeah
1: this is the really cool part about Airgreen is that all the software we have in the controller and in the heads is upgradable so when we get these requests for features we start like prioritizing them mm. and then and then the r&d department just starts working on them so that's one that we're working on right now because we've had enough customers that have had the same request kevin did and it's probably something where it's going to be released in the in in the not too distant future in the next six months or so and, and everybody that's got a system is going to get the benefit for that. That feature will just kind of come to them for free. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you buy a Tesla and the software keeps getting better and better as you own it. Same deal with Theragreen. Like we're very much in that sort of fast software mode where we really, really want to like be responsive to these customers.
0: How long, when, when, when did you release the first product? So these?
1: the very first one that these have been around for about seven, eight years. So there's been a lot of testing on these and, 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 and items like that. So, Uh, It's a a system that's been around and been refined. We're actually on the, you know, Irrigreen 2.0 version right now. Um, And we've just released like a new new head. Oh, this is really fun. We released a new head last year, um, coming through this year called an XP head. What's really amazing about the XP head is it actually has like a pressure sensor in it. And it actually does machine learning to sort of forward predict the pressure that's going through. Cause we've all had, you know, you've all had that, you know, that, that house where you flush the toilet and the shower kind of comes down a little bit. Well, if we want to be really, really precise, we basically have to compensate for the fact that the water pressure could change inside that pipe. And so what the XP sprinkler head does is it basically sits there and, and learns how that pressure changes over time. And then in real time, adjusts the sprinkler so that it's still spraying that perfect ring. Mm. Meanwhile, the water pressure can be going up and down in the pipe itself. It's, wow. it's, it's a really a thing to behold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I you I think about that. If it's, if it's set at one pressure to know where it's going to go and that water yeah. pressure does change. And that's in, in a lot of, you know, in a lot of locations, that's the case. We don't, our water pressure isn't perfect. It's coming yeah. off a water tower or it's yeah. being influenced. Maybe the pipes coming into the house are smaller. Yeah, um, and so they're they're more influenced by by that kind of thing. Well, that, that's what kind yeah. of. So it sounds like to me you have a little bit of a community around this. Do you have like a oh, a man. group of folks? Like, do you have a Discord group that people come yeah. in and complain and, or, or yeah. don't complain about things? Um,
1: a lot of a lot of folks on Facebook, but also I, I, this is kind of an interesting story because when I came into this and I studied this with Gary. One of the first things I did, as soon as we figured out that it saved about half the water for the same grass growth, like I started to go to all the water tables and all the water rates across the country. And I found out that in a broad swath of the US, like this had about double the return on investment as solar panels did. Mm. Like you'd be absolutely financially insane to put solar panels on your roof before you replaced your irrigation system. Mm. And when I went in, I thought that that was going to be where we found most of our customers. But then all of a sudden, all these like lawn sites and lawn influencers and people like that popped up and they got a hold of this product and just took it. If you YouTube Irrigreen, right, you'll see all these guys going through because they wanted a better way to grow the very best grass. Yeah. Right. And if you want to grow the very best grass, you need precision watering. And Erogreen delivered that where other products, you know, were just frustrating. You know, they had Mm -hmm. broken heads. They didn't get them to overlap. Right. They had swampy areas. They had yellow areas. And so they were, you know, they were like, look, I love that it saves water, but I'm here for the greenest grass. I want the best lawn in the neighborhood. And, you know, doing that in like a way where they felt like they were still good stewards for the environment. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that part played in there, too. And so that whole community just really drove the growth at Eragree in terms of like, this was just the best way to grow the best grass in the the greenest
0: Mm -hmm. Mm lawn. And so
1: that, you know, it's like you go into one of these things and you think one thing and then the other customers say, no, no, this is why I'm buying your product. Keep doing it this way.
0: Yeah. Well, they find new ways to use it. This is the business I'm in at Gallup and Mm -hmm. stuff we never intended to happen (laughs) all of a sudden starts happening and you're like, Oh, we never thought of that. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, How, it's pretty cool. What are you projecting from a head perspective on, on surviving? It's outside, mm-hmm. you know, can, can get run over, some of those kinds of things. So what are you seeing from a typical build perspective how long are these yeah yeah so
1: when we engineer it we basically do accelerated lifetime testing and we're trying to get all of our components inside there when we do that accelerated testing to last like 12 to 15 years and that gives us the ability to kind of give confidence to somebody that we want a head that will last them 10 years uh, when they put it in um, so that's kind of where we you know and and that's you know longer than most irrigation systems last um, the really good part is, you know, you're putting these heads in the middle of your, in the middle of the area, not on the edges. So they just get so much less damage. You know, you don't have them getting run over by cars. We've all got that, you know, teenager oh, yeah. that backs out of the driveway and runs over the petunias at four sprinkler heads. Um, and so it's just a, it's just a, a little easier on maintenance. And the fact that you have only, you know, five heads for a house versus like 40 heads you know, it just means you don't have all that headache in terms of, you know, running around all the time, you know, trying to keep track of those mechanical heads.
0: What's the biggest system you guys have seen installed at this mm. point? How, how, so, how many how many heads? So we have
1: like a pro controller that will install like 32 heads. And, and you know, keeping in mind, each of these heads can water like, you know, twenty two thousand twenty five hundred 2,500 square feet. So this is like an estate, you know, these are huge places like that. And we have some of these places that have two pro controllers in them. So possibilities for going to like 60 heads. Those are kind of the largest deployments, mm-hmm. um, but those are almost like, you know, really big parks, things like that as well. Most commonly, you know, it's on, it's, it's for houses. So it's piece of people that are installing anywhere between, you know, one to 10 to 12 heads. Um, and that's, you know, where the vast majority of our installs are.
0: Do you have, have... Like um golf courses have, have they any any traction there as far as yeah, we have a lot a of interest. Lot
1: of we we haven't done it yet. We're still we're still poking around. It sounds like we're gonna do some experiments with some folks pretty soon that are yeah. that are very hot to bring it in there. We're kind of being dragged in. Um, but um, but we really we've we've you know the first heads we wanted to nail this for like residential customers because there's 80 million lawns in the US, right? We're mm-hmm. not gonna run out of customers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, you know, uh, for, for residential irrigation. So we're starting with that, but we're also looking at, you know, bigger heads and things like that as well for like things like commercial or golf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would seem like the, the perfect setup for golf courses, take a lot of heat Mm -hmm. for, well, that's probably bad. that's that's probably a pun, but they take a lot of heat for um, wasting a lot of water Mm because you you think about, you know, Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and they're, they're, You talk about a water crunch going yeah. on there. It's a little better now than it was last year, but yeah, you would think that would fit in pretty well, right? And it looks, it looks pretty cool. From a responsibility standpoint, it's not water in the lawn. I mean, it's not water in the sidewalk. It's water yep. in the lawn, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also from like a turf management point of view, having really, really, you know, fine grain ability to put exactly the right amount, right amount of water where you want it is yeah. a really powerful tool.
0: Uncle Marv who's been on the show a bunch, he's down in Florida. He says you can make a killing down there. Do you find though in some areas where it rains a little bit more the watering is a little bit different? Or do you guys look at the I'm assuming you're getting some data back from these from what you've deployed? Yeah, yeah, western
1: generally region. like in Florida in the wet season it won't water as much, but as soon as yeah. you get into parts of Florida, especially like um in western Florida, it gets pretty dry there. Like you can't really keep the grass alive unless you've got an irrigation system. Mm. Um, So yeah, we see, we see it all over the country. We're starting to see a lot of like Oregon and Washington and Idaho and places that traditionally maybe haven't had, you know, irrigation systems as much Mm -hmm. just as they're getting a little hotter and drier. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to have that lawn that you really want, you know, having Mm. a smart irrigation system, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, last question for me. I'll throw it out to the live audience to see if they have any questions. I'll I'll also ask you if there's a question I should have asked uh, that I didn't. But have you ever thought about uh, delivering or deploying fertilizer or, you know, chemicals, so to speak, to whether that's for bugs or for you know the grass itself? You guys have looked at all about delivering. You know, if I could load that in and have it mm-hmm. spray out, now, I don't know if that's illegal. <laughs> well,
1: I can't. No, it certainly is legal. And it's a really good way. I, I can't say too much about this, but you can imagine we're R&D folks and we're inkjet printer guys. So this is something that's really interesting to us. Mm. But the one thing that, that that captivates me around this is that the reason why a lot of rivers are not swimmable in the U.S. isn't because there's sewage going in them. It's the washed off fertilizer. So it's basically fertilizer that was put on a space and then it would, that space was irrigated or it rained and that fertilizer washed in the watershed. And so, you know, as precision printing guys, we think we can probably do a much, much better job of making sure that just the right amount of fertilizer is put in just the right amount of place. So, so on this one, I will, I will wink and say, stay tuned.
0: Uh, All right. That sounds, (laughs) that sounds good. And you didn't give me, you didn't lead up to that at all. I was just kind of thinking I'm always (laughs) Pushing one of those buckets, you know, along and sp- yeah. spraying fertilizer all over the place or whatever, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, wait a minute. If I'm There's already a better way to do this, and you can be watching TV while it happens. <laughs> exactly. I could. <laughs> I could be. Yeah. Or watch. Listen. I'll be honest. I'm going to watch this thing. It's yeah. like a robot mower.
1: I'm yeah. not going
0: to run at night when I'm sleeping. I'm yeah. going to sit on the deck with a cup of coffee. And I'm going to watch that, that lawnmower. And I had now so
1: many videos sent to me of people like at a little barbecue, just being like, Jim, turn your sprinklers on. Right. And they're just sitting there with beers and the burgers are going and they're just watching this thing, yeah. like cut the precision around yeah. all the edges as it waters. Yeah. And just going, you know, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing to have, not just to save you money, but also just like, this is kind of fun to have in your yard. Like people are getting a lot of enjoyment out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, and the concept of both, um, it's not water, you know, you think of some sprinklers that are turned on and they just water, 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 water. And sometimes the ground can't absorb that much water that fast. And so just this, so I'm assuming the cycles run a little bit longer than maybe yeah. a traditional uh, spring. Um,
1: it depends on what kind of traditional, but it's a little mm-hmm. bit on the longer side to run the cycles, and part of that is just we're we're obsessed with weight, with not wasting water, and we want to make sure that water mm-hmm. has a chance to soak in before it runs off.
0: Yeah. Do you also find I, like Mike? I I use uh, I I make coffee with an espresso, and they actually pre they shoot some water into the grounds to begin with to start the soaking process. And then it waits a second. Mm-hmm. Then they start, they're, cr- they're crazy about that, by the way, that's their mm-hmm. proudest thing. Like, no, no, no. We pre, sh- we preload the shots mm-hmm. so that you get the best possible coffee. I kind of think uh, in summer, especially if the ground's really dry, it may be helpful yeah. to just do a quick run let it sit for a few minutes then run a water cycle
1: yeah the sprinkler is able to do that it's actually able to when it goes around the first time it puts down that first run and then it lets it generally it's about five minutes before it'll come back in again and that's basically just conditioning that soil so so the water will not run off it into your sidewalks and into your drains or anything else like that so it's it's just a much better it's just much overall it's just a way smarter way to water and if you've got a smart home like, why wouldn't you get something that's a little more intelligent outside your home? Right? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like you spend all this time getting your lighting right and and really thinking about the technology around your home. Get the technology right outside your home, too. It'll help, you know, and it'll, it's good for the environment. It's you're a good steward, but it also is going to really help you grow beautiful, beautiful landscaping.
0: I get frustrated with traditional uh, watering devices, whether it's the or the yeah. the the ones that shoot high in the air. Yeah. Uh, in Nebraska we struggle with a wind right mm. do you guys oh, yeah. is that a problem with uh, with a, with a yeah, like you, this is wind a problem yeah if you
1: look at a traditional irrigation system in the wind cuz they spray it's lots of these little droplets so if there's any wind coming then all your watering is basically just blowing down the street you know getting c- people's cars all messed up and everything else like that as well if you look at the irrigation and you can put that video back on but you actually see all the streams, we call them semi-coherent. We really want them to be more like much larger drops. And the reason for that is twofold. One is does so much better than the wind than a standard irrigation system. And the second one is if you have little droplets, the problem is that they stay on the blades of the grass. And you'd think that grass could drink from the leaves, but it can't. It can only drink from the roots. So that little yeah. that little drop of dew on the on the on the piece of grass is just going to evaporate, and it's not going to help that grass grow. You need bigger drops that will actually penetrate into the soil, so they can get to the roots. So less evaporation, much better in wind, and that's the reason we those those streams were identified to be a little heavier, like
0: yeah, that. yeah. That was always very frustrating to me. I I would get you go out there and. I would see a mist of water floating over the lawn and you're like, Hey, wait a minute. I That's... paid for that. <laughs> and, and maybe someone needs to get on and engineer grass so it can absorb the water through the leaves. Wouldn't that yeah. Be... I don't, yeah
1: have to, you'd have to have roots sticking up there. Or something.
0: In your, in your part of the country, redwood trees grow along the mm-hmm. coast. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's really unique about redwood trees. No other tree does this is redwood trees. Cause they get so much water at the top of the canopy. Mm-hmm. They actually have roots that grow out of some parts of the top of the canopy to capture that water and Mm -hmm. to bring it in, which is super cool. So maybe we could cross redwood trees with grass and get, uh, because it would, it would be nice. Now it doesn't, it doesn't work. You're right.
1: I love it. As long as I don't have to mow those redwoods.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. They tried to mow them down in yeah. the '40s, but yeah. uh, but but yeah. hopefully they're 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 on the way yeah. back. What well, else? I, what did I forget that I? Well, I, I really I
1: encourage have. you know it's really fun to play around with that design tool that we did today. So mm-hmm. I encourage you if you've got a yard and you're at all curious, just go in there and there's a, there's a you know there's a little e-commerce site where you can get see the different versions of the software. But you can also go in and just put in your address and kind of figure out, draw your lawn, draw the little outlines on your lawn, and put those digital heads in. And you get to see, OK, what exactly would an irrigating system look like? And it also show you how much water you'll save. Um, is, so it's is, a really fun thing to do just to kind of understand irrigation a little better, whether you whether you decide to do it or not. Um, but it, but it's cool to see. And it's cool to see what we call your lawn print, which is basically your unique configuration of where your grass is and mm-hmm. where these digital heads would be.
0: hmm uh is was my uh, the, my example about $1900 to to put in that first head is that a pretty yeah. typical for a one head system is that yeah, pretty, typical? pretty typical
1: for a one head system and generally like most systems will be you know somewhere to like that $2000 to $3000 for you mm-hmm. know so reasonably shaped yard somewhere in yeah. there now yeah. remember that the equipment is more is more expensive but by the time you put the install time in cuz it's about a third the time to install compared mm. to a regular system right. Right. So if you're having somebody install it for you, well, as soon as you got a little bigger yard, you know, like maybe like a five zone yard or something else like that, it's about the same cost, but this one's going to save you so much on water. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's really a good deal to put you know to put in, and if you're, and if you're DIYing it, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be digging all that trench and pipe. If I can, <laughs> if I can dig 80% less trench and pipe, that's a more fun project.
0: Yeah. 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 I was, this was one of the things that was attractive to me as I was looking at this was to be like. Oh, you mean I could just do one head? Like this would get the whole front? Because that's why I'll be honest. That's why I've never put irrigation in the front to begin with. Because I would need to do the traditional around the outside. Yeah, not a fun
1: project if you if you got to take a lot of perimeter.
0: digging, and that's yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot of. Uh, Uncle Marv uh, in chat says I should have waited for this instead of installing my wireless r- rainbird controller mm-hmm. uh, in his and there there is a lot there is some DIY going on in the smart space where folks yeah. are taking the traditional irrigation systems and adding a smart manifold to it. that's a, that's kind of another segment of the market that's doing right. those kinds of things as well if you have a yeah, there,
1: there are companies that make like space. smart controllers. And mm-hmm. then they basically can control those manifolds or those valves right, right, um, on that part right as well. But remember, you're controlling, the, you know, that part's smart, but the sprinkler heads are still dumb, right? They're still like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you turn it on, they're just kind of spraying all over the place. So about 40% yeah. of AeroGreens water savings comes from the printing part, printing the water out versus spraying it. Yeah. So if you're going to get a smart system, you know, consider getting a 100% smart system and having the heads be smart too.
0: Yeah. No, I like it. Shane, anything else before? I wanted to honor the hour that I had for, for you tonight. Anything else uh, before I let you go for the evening?
1: No, other, other than like a lot of people will already have a sprinkler system and about half of our customers are retrofitting systems they have. So if you have a sprinkler system already, it, it's, it's, it's so much easier just to kind of use oh. some of the existing pipe to switch over to digital. Um, So that's that's something that you can certainly consider and 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 feel free. If you ever want to talk about any of this, we have what we call irrigation pros, which are just people that are really trained in irrigation, that you can set up an appointment with just to kind of have a consultation on your yard, and that's all free. Okay. Um, So you can just set that up and and schedule one of those on the Irrigreen website.
0: Okay, it's all it's all right there. Irrigreen i r r i g r e e n dot com. You can go out there, uh, put your address in. It'll find you can uh, map your. Uh map your grass, map the both front and back if you want, whatever you want to do, Um, uh, get some pricing on it, get some, those questions answered. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't know, I don't know anything about irrigation. I mean, I can, I can glue PVC together. I know probably more about inside plumbing than I know yeah. about outside plumbing. So if I were to do something like that, I'd also have to get under a sidewalk. Like, that's mm-hmm. the, always the Intimidating thing. I'll on give you the that. little piece. If you get a yeah.
1: hose and a little attachment for it, yeah. you actually can use the hose to, to to tunnel under a sidewalk. It is really fun. Really? Yeah. So water is your friend for for getting underneath sidewalks. Oh,
0: uh, what you are saying is you turn the hose on and then jam it under and yeah, let, basically let it there's it a little out. pipe
1: on it and you just kind of jam <laughs> that pipe with the water. It's 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 amazingly easy. So oh, so that's yeah. that, that's that, that's my that's my sneak tip for the program.
0: <laughs> better better to uh, install in the spring or in the fall. Yeah. Or you know, what fall does it is actually
1: a really good time to install. A lot of people don't know this, but but as soon as like the the peak summer months pass, if you can get it in in the fall, then your grass can like sort of recover, go dormant during the winter, and then by the springtime comes, it's all healed up, and you're ready for just like that great yeah. yard right in the spring. A lot of people wait to the spring to do the install, and then you got your yard kind of ripped up until until everything gets better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We really recommend if you can, you know, uh, you know install that, you know, start that install in the fall.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, it'd be the that's here at least in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, that is. Are you doing many sales outside the U.S.? Is this something, or are you guys mostly limited? the U.S.
1: right now? We get calls all the time from all over the world. Um, you know, we're honestly the company is growing so fast right now in the U.S. Where you know it's about all we can handle right now. So we're, we're we're figuring out how we can accommodate those. But most of our sales are in the U.S. right now. So if you happen to be in the U.S., you're lucky and. The Australia people that keep emailing us, we'll get to you as soon as we can.
0: Yeah. We okay. So you have to make me one promise, Shane. Though. On all right. All of this. Okay. So years ago, I interviewed the CEO of Ring before mm-hmm. they were purchased by Amazon. Yeah. Right. So it was one of they had just come off of um, Shark Tank, mm-hmm. and they turned down the offer. And yeah. And so uh, he he came on the program. And uh, and we chatted and it was fun. We had a, I mean, Ring wasn't anything like it was today. Yeah, they're a big deal. He yeah. won't answer my calls anymore. All right, uh, you get big. I will still gets-
1: take a call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he won't answer. I, I I pinged him a couple years ago and said, yeah. "Hey, would you come back on Yeah. No, he's not. He's not. Gonna come back on. <laughs> But uh, I appreciate uh, you you doing that as well. Anything else you want to add? Uh, Like, should if I was going to do something, do you guys offer Black Friday deals? Is there yeah? So so
1: look around on that. I think right now there's actually (laughs) a deal being offered um, just in the next few days. So if you go online, ask to see if there's there's a five hundred dollar off deal. Oh, Um, so in the next couple days, if you go on, I think you can still take advantage of that.
0: Is that uh, something and then just have
1: them also mention this, you know, they saw it on like home gadget or something else like that. And I'll, 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 I'll give a, get the sales folks a thing. We don't do that super often. So yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. if
1: you are thinking about doing something, then, then uh, jumping on it in the next couple of days, I, I know that's running at least until maybe Monday. Um, oh, so just well, we'll
0: publish, this will publish Saturday sometime. Okay. So poke. I think, I think, Sometimes I think they off, you'll have while. some time there. You'll have some yeah. time
1: before the end of day. Monday. If
0: it's, if, if, if they're listening to it a week or two later, and maybe they mention Home Gadget Geeks in it, uh, yeah. or, or give contact give it. Give it a
1: try, to. give it a try on a that one. I'll time. try to, okay. I'll try to put a word out if they come okay. from your place. I know, I, I know good. I've got it through Monday. After that, you're, you're
0: how you're do ready? I get to that on the site? Right. It, would it go, would it show up in the, in the, in the cart if I was, if I was checking out, where, where would that show up?
1: Um, so for those usually, so, um, if you check out, in the, you can check out in the cart, but also if you work with a salesperson as well, oh, there's like okay. a little thing of like call a salesperson or something else like that. They can get that extra discount okay, for you or perfect. just email us perfect. once you've got the cart together. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good, that's a good, that's a healthy discount. Yeah. It's a
1: it's, a, it's a good deal.
0: Super, super good. Well, I will let you go. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and thanks for doing this. Exciting to see where things are headed for you guys here in the future. I'll hold you to, uh, uh, Shane, I will hold you to coming back on if this thing gets super big. With that, if someone came along and threw a whole bunch of money, would you sell the company? Is that, is that something that would, is that where you're um, headed with this? Right thing? now we're trying yeah. to
1: make the biggest impact yeah. we possibly can, right? Okay. Not just yeah, yeah. for financially, but also just that this is a better way to irrigate. You get greener yeah. grass and you also get the wind for the environment. So, you know, okay. the way to build that right now is to build the company as fast as we can right yeah. now. on building great quality products, um, you know, and in terms of what the future holds. We don't know. But, you know, okay. I think there's lots of different ways to grow it.
0: It's a great CEO answer. You've done your job. <laughs> you. Haven't given away too much. Nicely done. You've done a lot of these. Thanks for taking the hour. My uh, pleasure. This is so much fun. Be, and thanks for the it. great
1: questions. Like I, yeah. I love peeking out on this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, this is a super nerdy community and yeah. uh, you'll probably get some more questions. So I will return you to your program already in progress. Thanks for coming out. You can just go ahead and close out of the browser and uh, I'll, i i give you a ping when this thing goes live over the weekend. All right. Thanks so, a lot. That was really same. fun. Great, great meeting you. And thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. A couple reminders on the way out. Uh, super fun. Talk to Shane. Shane, again, thanks for, for coming on and being a part of that. It did, it did remind me a little bit of the ring days when, uh, when we had, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Should, I'm not doing that on purpose because <laughs> he wouldn't return my call. Maybe somebody in the chat room. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Siminoff. There we go. Yeah, It came, it came to me. Um, uh, Jamie Siminoff came on. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that, and I hope these guys do well. Uh, they reached out to me, and uh, I, I, thanks, thanks, John. Yeah, John, John got that in there. Thanks for staying for the whole show, John. Appreciate that. Um, uh, Hopefully they do well. This is, this is kind of cool. I may, I may, I may do something like this. I've been uh, holding off on irrigating the front yard, and just because I didn't want to put in, to be honest with you, they didn't want to put in a bunch of sprinklers. I wasn't, Every time I thought about that, I was like, "My neighbor does this, and my neighbor is one of the three. He doesn't listen to the show, so I think I'm okay. He's one of the three that, in the mornings, I go out and water is running down the sidewalk. <clears throat> and um, uh, uh, John says Jamie left Amazon. Maybe he'll talk with you. Well, they they always do. They don't stay around very long, right? <clears throat> on that, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll, I don't even know if I have Jamie's email address anymore after have to look at. So, yeah, my neighbor um, d- does this, and I was like, I want to be a good steward of, of water. Uh, maybe, maybe I got to get McCabe back on, right? We haven't had McCabe on in a while, and uh, maybe I should get him on. Uh, we spend some time thinking about this. He's got a full system going on. Jim Shoemaker says, I uh, hate watering. Better to let the grass grow longer and investigate drought-tolerant plantings. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jim, that's a, that's definitely, um, it's some things that I have, I have thought about. I do like, I, I've been slowly removing grass out of the backyard, but I like, I like grass in the front yard. And if this could help me water it more efficiently, like right now, I don't need the water on it. It, it, it's doing, we've had, it hasn't stopped raining since the beginning of July. So it wouldn't have watered it at all. Um, but to, to get, I do, I mean, I do water it, uh, in really dry periods and, uh, something like this, you know, 1500 bucks or something like that to get something like that in. It's cheaper than a robot lawnmower right now. Just saying. So, uh, Brian said, great interview. Enjoy. Glad you did. And, uh, and thanks for coming out. Well, I'm going to. I going to give it some serious consideration over the weekend and uh, and think through it. I, I, that may be something I, I'll be honest, the install is a little intimidating to me because I would want to DIY it. And and uh, for one, for one head, I could dig that. I could dig that. It's a little bit of work. Let me wait, wait for the fall for those kinds of things to happen. Well, anyways, big thanks. Shane Dyer uh, coming out. Ira uh, Green, I-R-R-I-G-R-E-E-N, if you want to check that out. At least go out and map it, give it a try, do some things out there and, um, and give it, uh, you know, give it a run. Kevin says, uh, transition, uh, parts of transitioning parts of my lawn to native plants and prairie restoration. Yeah, me too. Me too. A lot of that's getting, uh, getting consumed with some things, some flowering plants and some beds, some beds for the pollinators and some of those kinds of things. It's, it's fun. Little, little plants that are a little more, little more drought tolerant, um, Those kinds of things. So a little less grass. It is nice to have some, to be honest with you. Nice to have a little grass. We are live. Well, I should say before we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Nine Eastern. Big thanks to Maple Grove Partners, of course, Christian out there. Secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That's Christian. Plans start at ten dollars a month if you want to, if you need somebody, and he'll host just about anything. If you need it, give him give him a ring. Maple Grove Partners. Dot com. I'm off next week, and I don't know about the week after that. I may take two weeks off, but for you live folks, if you've made it this far, you guys are the ones that come out uh, every week. I may be taking that. And then on the 7th, I have uh, Paul Byrne scheduled. So we're going to catch up with Paul. Lots of changes going on in his world, and we'll catch up with him. want to thank you guys for coming out. I won't do any post-show, uh, but with that, uh, thanks for coming out. We'll see you back here in maybe a couple weeks It could be next week. We'll see what we got. Thanks for coming out. Have a great evening. Go water your lawns. With that, we'll say goodbye.